What episode number is this? God, I don't even know. I think it's 11. Let me check. Episode 11. I believe it's 11. Let me make sure. Yes. Nice. So it's episode 11 of the 9 to 5 Elon podcast, which is a, a podcast about Tesla stuff, Elon Musk stuff, Sometimes Northeast Ohio fast food companies. Sometimes Bernie. I mean, it seems like it's going to be a lot more about Bernie based on these <laughs> most recent uh, polling results. Yeah. And even today, based on Elon's own it's, memes. It's about how Bernie will affect Elon. It's Well, I think the Green New Deal <laughs> is something that uh, yeah, a podcast that about alternative energy should be focused on. I agree with that. Uh, and if there aren't many candidates that have the guts to pass such a deal, we should probably focus on the ones that are willing to do something about climate change. We have one less because Yang dropped out. So there's one less person who understood the future of America (laughs) that's gone. Uh, So, yeah. Did I tell you that the CEO of Clean Choice Energy follows me on twitter now follows us on twitter i should say yes yes you did that was exciting because Uh, you wrote how you saved money uh, yeah save money and it's way better what was more exciting when swenson's followed you or when the ceo of clean choice followed definitely when swenson's followed me yeah that's what i thought you followed me too wait Uh, what the ceo of clean choice followed you swenson's Oh, oh. Well, yeah. Okay. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> um, yeah, I got it. When we were discussing the new fries. Yeah, when we when I sent that breaking news tweet out, I added like everyone I knew from Northeast Ohio <laughs> and Swenson's like followed everybody. Yeah, that's great. Uh, I think David got followed that day. I wouldn't be surprised if Mazin got followed. I feel like such an influencer. Uh yeah. I broke uh, 400 followers as well. We also broke 400 followers. Congratulations. I have that, broken that is something. I've broken 130 byte followers. Wow. Yeah. That's good. And my loops have been looped over 10,000 times. I saw that. You posted that. It made me laugh. Uh, so, yeah, I'm super famous now on, on byte. Did Vine used to count your loops? Yes, but not. Okay. It didn't have the ranking system that byte does byte really seems to have gamified stuff with that star yes. system and it kind of reminds me of like halo <laughs> you like you x amount of likes or x amount of this no you're on to the next level uh yeah. or like or i guess for for people who play bad games it's more like a call of duty ranking system yeah uh so yeah yeah uh, you know we want to jump into some general news yeah we definitely should yeah. Uh, check out this here uh, video. Adam pointed out that this is old. I don't really care. It's cool. This is from a comet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's the surface cool. of comet 67P Churyumov Gerasimenko or something. And credit to that guy. It is. Uh, <laughs> it is super old. I'm glad that you're is, hearing it though. Our buddy uh, A10 Pilot from the chat, he says, absolutely amazing. So, oh, he's from Chatty. I didn't know that. Yeah, A10 Pilot is from Chatty. I Has didn't he been even engaging know that. with you on on Twitter? What? Has he been engaging with you on Twitter? 
No, but we've engaged in the past. I did not know who it was. Yeah, that's a shacker. Uh, he's a great guy. He lives down in Dallas. Uh, Go shackers. He, he does not have a Tesla yet. Uh, he has a Spark, I believe. Uh, but he wants a Tesla really badly. And uh, he posted yesterday. He has a Cybertruck pre-order, but he and his wife went cool. to the store in, I think, Dallas yesterday. And they're, his wife really wants a Model X now. Mm. So while we're on the subject of space, Adam, you linked this to me. Actually, we we, we didn't really introduce ourselves. So that's kind of bad. Should we introduce ourselves? It's episode eleven. They know who we are. Uh, I don't know about that. I'm Tony from Tesla Fudge. Yeah, you're at Tesla Fudge on the social medias, and then Adam, you're at Long underscore Elon on on Twitter. Yes. Uh, I'm at Techno Sucks, and yeah, we're Shack News CEO and Chief of Shack News. And- Okay, back to the general news. Sorry. It's early or late, depending on where we are. Yeah, so I listened to this uh, Space Show podcast. I listened to the whole thing. It was actually pretty cool. Mm -hmm. They interviewed Dr. Robert Zubrin, and people were calling in and asking questions. This was probably probably the craziest thing when we were just talking yesterday about it. You said that the Starship cost target is only $5 million. Wow. Yeah, that's super cheap. Yeah, so Zubrin met with Elon and saw like the progress because he's the head of the Mars yeah, Mars Society. I think it's he's an advocate for putting people travel. on Mars. Yeah, he used to work for NASA. Uh, yeah, so this was some of the news that came out of that. If you want to listen to it, it's pretty cool though. So they so have 300 employees, and they're probably going to have 3,000 in a year? Yeah, like building starships. Wow. Yeah. Uh, two, they're, they're aiming to build two starships a week. Uh, the first five starships will probably stay on Mars forever. Wow. Uh, pointed out, he, Zubrin pointed out that it would require six to ten football fields of solar panels to refuel a single starship. Elon said, fine, that's what we will do. <laughs> Elon wants to use solar energy, not nuclear. It's, I don't understand what this point is. It's, it's not Apollo. It's not it's Apollo, D-Day. it's D-Day. Because Elon wants to send tons of people. So he doesn't oh, okay. want it to be like an Apollo mission where you send a few people. Oh, okay. And this they is, come back. This is a mission. like a. You got to send a lot. So if you don't get a few back, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, <laughs> the first crew might be twenty to fifty people. Just kidding. I was just that was just a joke. That sounded terrible. Yeah, I said it. Zubrin thinks Starship is optimized for colonization, colonization, not exploration. That makes sense. Uh, it's not. Gonna yeah, be, it's not going to be a spacefaring he, vehicle. He thought it. He was saying it might be too big to land directly on the moon. Yeah. He was he was saying that because if it would land on the moon it would like blow a huge amount of space. I mean moon dust. Yeah, it would like, like it would affect the mass the moon. of Yeah. yeah. It could affect the mass uh, and it of might the make moon. a big they don't know how deep the um, dirt is on the moon, but uh it might make a huge crater and not be able to land. Um it must he does not want to make a, a problem on Mars. He doesn't want to make a mini Vehicle, he just wants to do two. Or sorry, he doesn't want to do two vehicles. He just wants to focus on mass producing the one. Uh, 
Zubrin thinks landing on the moon is pretty. Yeah, you mentioned that. Uh, nah, so this part was kind of wrong, I guess, because Elon tweeted about it. The so heat shields? It does need a heat shield on one side to re enter Earth, I think. Yeah. Uh-huh. But not very big one. Currently, no evidence of super heavy production. Um, Elon is concerned about planetary protection roadblocks. Was that? Yeah, well, yeah, maybe saying like humans shouldn't go or because they might send bacteria or something to Mars or we might bring back something. And Zubrin was arguing all that was stupid. (laughs) Yeah. There's like. Lots of rock coming from Mars hitting Earth all the time. We could, we could quote actually Aquatine Teen Hunger Force on that. You don't own the moon, so stop acting like you do. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> you don't own space, don't act like you do. <laughs> so that was our SpaceX portion of the the show. Yeah, uh, we do have. We're not as big as space nuts as we are Tesla nuts, are we? Uh, no, it's just that I think Tesla's doing cooler things more rapidly right now. It's We appreciate not, both companies. That is not true. They're both equally as... I disagree. Cool. I think it's I think it's more tangible. Like, there's... You don't see a SpaceX vehicle driving around every day. You see a Tesla every day now. Like, it's just... Yeah. One company is at the... One company's publicly traded. The other one isn't. Yeah. So, like, there's one that's constantly being talked about on CNBC and yeah. one that isn't. We I should just... get space internet soon, though. That might change things. Yep. There's I the mean, launch. Starlink's there's... really cool. We talked about it last they episode. They delayed the launch. It's supposed to be, like, tomorrow, tomorrow or something. Right? It's tomorrow got they had to look at some part. There's an issue. Talking about another Tesla, or another Elon company that isn't Tesla. The boring company. Adam happens to be wearing the hat right now. Yeah, just for this. Uh, so they had a breakthrough. of the first of two tunnels in Vegas. This is the one over by the convention center, right? Yeah. I did not get a chance to make it over there uh, while this was happening. Oh! Look at that. They interview the, the president of the convention center after this, but we won't have audio, right? That's right. But... um. He was talking about how this will probably be expanded like to the rest of the city. Like, uh, to that's going to be Casinos rad. and stuff. It would be rad, right? I mean, if I could take uh, an underground Model X tube to wherever I need to go, <laughs> that's that'd be pretty, pretty cool. great. Oh, yeah. man, look at that go. It's glorious. It's very exciting. Yeah. So there's a guy who's like an expert on tunnels on YouTube. Mm-hmm. I recommend he he's called I think it's the Boring Revolution channel or something like that. <laughs> I talked to him on Twitter a day or two ago. He was quite responsive. Uh if you care about the Boring Company, his is the best channel. I do care about the Boring um, Company. Yeah, he was I- saying it's uh they that was about a month earlier than expected that they broke through wow so they're like way ahead of schedule um yeah so let's see we're still on general news uh let's hit up this one this was this is we're we're approaching our elon tweets territory but this is uh someone came across elon uh 
This was at the SpaceX hiring. Yeah, yeah. SpaceX. No audio. It's going to be too hard to. He said, every now and again, I doubt my vibe. So now I am like, that was a mistake. Because <laughs> someone in the crowd. Yeah, someone in the crowd told him, that. don't doubt your vibe. But <laughs> that is, that right there is my favorite Elon Musk uh, quote of He's the He's so year. awkward and hilarious. <laughs> He's like, so now I'm like, that was a mistake. Are you doubting his vibe, Tony? <laughs> yeah, don't doubt his vibe, Tony. I'm not doubting his vibe. It sounds like you're doubting his vibe. I'm not. I'm not doubting it. Hold on a second. Tony, are you doubting your vibe? A little bit. Okay, don't. You can Um, doubt your own, not his. Yeah, no, it's no. We can doubt his vibe. You don't doubt any vibe I want. I wouldn't. I would advise (laughs) against it. Uh, While we're on the topic of general news, still John Carmack from id Software fame and then formerly of Oculus, which is a Facebook company. He donated his number 30 Roadster to the LeMay Auto Museum. Uh, it's, it's that's pretty awesome. It's pretty rad, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's very cool. Once again, A10 Pilot in the comments adding me, saying, wow. I like that. Uh, so shout out to A10 Pilot for bringing this it's to my got, attention. It's just a drag. Car museums are a drag, though. It's just sitting there. It's so sad. It's like my garage with the Model S. Yeah, it is. It is exactly the same. <laughs> But I walked by it not approvingly. Did you put any not death trap wheels on it yet? Or since it doesn't go anywhere, you're not going to put wheels on it? I'm going to put wheels on it once the weather gets better. I'm driving the X right now. Tires, I should say, not wheels. But yeah. yeah, tires. Uh, so yeah, that is... That's our general news section. Uh, I do have a theory about John Carmack, though. You know, he quit Oculus after his shares vested, I'm sure. Uh to work in the AI space. He like went to Dallas. He's focused on AI. Mm-hmm. It's like, man, he could end up at Tesla. Could see it. It wouldn't surprise me. They need AI people. Good. And it seems like him and Elon get along. They need better monster closets. No. Tesla. He's not the... I think he once talked about... <laughs> I wouldn't call him a Joining monster SpaceX. I know, I'm just kidding. Yeah, from Armadillo Airspace. Or, yeah. yeah. Yeah, there there was rumors of him joining SpaceX at one point, too. I don't know. Yeah, I, I think, think that Elon said he could if he wanted to. I think but, that yeah. no matter where Carmack goes, he doesn't want to leave Dallas. Like, he's going to stay there. Well, he, he wants to make a general AI intelligence, right? That's kind of his goal. But he didn't know a lot about AI before he started, so mm-hmm. he's kind of experimenting. I wouldn't say he didn't know but, about AI. He's like, well, he's he created a lot. Uh, he created the whole concept of bots and FPS. Well, games. yeah, well, that's very different than. <laughs> it's different. They're not. It's uh, not machine learning. It's not computer yeah. vision. But yeah. it is programming AI. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I just I don't know. This is the kind of guy that you give him six months to learn about something, and he becomes. No, more I'm sure he'll be awesome at it. But I was thinking he could probably learn a lot just hanging out, working on autopilot for a while. That's what I'm saying. Like there just seems to be like this huge overlap between <laughs> what he's doing and what right. Tesla's doing, and, and there's uh, a ton of brilliant people at Tesla already working at AI. Carpathy used to teach, yeah, machine learning, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It just seems like. He might he might be headed to Tesla someday. 
I just I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, but we're gonna go. We haven't done this segment in a few weeks. I don't remember the last time we did it, honestly. But we're gonna talk about Elon's tweets because <laughs> he tweets some good ones. He really tweeted a lot. Uh, so yeah, there's the solar roof uh, installation that's happening, and he's he's been sharing some pictures of solar roofs. Uh, it looks really good. Still not a lot of them out there, but the ones that are are pretty cool looking. I can tell you that Greg uh, Burke, our video guy over at Check News, decided not to get a solar roof. It was it, They took too long to get to him with a quote, and it was too expensive. So he's going to wait. Was it for new construction or for retrofitting his house? Retrofitting. Yeah. Um, yeah, he bought a house like two, three years ago. Put solar panels on it? Yeah, he wanted to put solar panels and have a battery backup because he was uh, he lives in uh, Ukiah, which is Northern California. And last the last two years, he's been surrounded by fire uh, because Ooh. of PG&E's incompetence. So he is incentivized. He and his wife, Nicole, are incentivized to get off the grid uh, or at least have they a backup. They could do a solar rental. That's like no money down, mega deal. Yeah, so they're looking into it. But it, it, I, my advice to them was, like, hey, maybe Bernie wins. You get a tax subsidy, you know, some kind yeah. of credit or incentive to put solar on your house. Oh, it looks like the Valve Index follows Elon Musk. You hear the news? The Valve Index jumped 20% on the announcement of Half-Life Alex. But I don't know. I didn't hear that. <laughs> Elon even thinks his tweets are terrible at night. <laughs> Late night tweets. Sigh. Yeah. What do you have to say about this? What do you think he's, of Elon's late right. night tweets? He's right. Some of his tweets are terrible. I like them because I'm awake for them. So. <laughs> Adam, you're pro-Elon late night tweets? Oh, yeah. Do you jump in and reply and retweet quick enough to get... I, 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 I usually pro. do. I do with that I, Elon I, laughing I do. Quickly, but he's never responded to anything. One day, Senpai will notice you. Yeah, I usually try to ask a question. Yeah. Like, it's something I want answered. Yeah. Elon, uh, he's liked a tweet of mine where I I just said, I believe in the... It was something about sustainable transport and the goal. And then, yeah. of course, he retweeted my Kazakhstan clip. Yes. Yeah. Famously, that's when I became an influencer. Uh, 1.5 million views on that, by the way, Tony. Really? Yeah, just saying. That's, that's a lot of views. When you got 31 million followers, it only... Yeah. Does he have 31 million now? Yeah, oh, it is. Man, that goes up quickly. It really does. Uh, <laughs> when your mom finally lets you sit up front on the way to school. <laughs> it's really good. That's a good deal. <laughs> I, I like that one. I replied with Elon laughing to that. Got 41 easy likes Look at there. Yeah, 41 likes. Low hanging fruit, boys. Uh, here's another tweet. Felt cute, might delete later. Uh, admit nothing, deny everything, CIA. Make counterclaims. Handwritten. Yeah. <laughs> Just. Okay. Uh, that was interesting. Uh, this is when Bernie Sanders won in uh, New Hampshire. He said, okay, you can have a little emerald. Uh, this has been one of my favorite Bernie memes. Yeah, it's a good I one. am once again asking for your financial support is what it really yeah. says. 
but now everyone just they're riffing on it. It's been really you, good. You've seen him in the black sweatshirt where he's got the gauge earrings. In. Yes, that's one of my favorite versions yep. of that meme. And then Adam right here with is that an endorsement? I think you've got a like from Shackney's. There you go. You're up to five now. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's another Elon meme with Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders explains the end of the ending of Neon Genesis Evangelion. <laughs> Full eight and a half hours. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> oh, it's really, really good. good. That is be still my beating heart, says Elon. Uh, this was one of my favorites. New emoji. Last one comes with free phone hacks. So he's got Apple, Google. There's all the robot arms. And then there's WhatsApp. Because, you know, Facebook. Yeah, it's good. This is another. <laughs> this is a late night tweet from Elon, right? Guess yeah, he's not left-handed. Pornhub Awards first user to reach <laughs> one million videos watched. And yeah, don't look at the comments. Yikes. Um, Giga Texas. Giga all the places, says Adam. <laughs> I have to agree with that. Uh, it looks like people really want a Gigafactory in Texas. Out of uh, 300,000 votes, too. Can you imagine doing a poll and getting 300,000 votes on it? I can tell you the Iowa Democrats don't ever imagine that many people. They definitely don't. Uh, yeah. Well, should we discuss why that would make sense or no? What, using Twitter I mean, remote? Texas? No, Giga Texas. <laughs> Giga Texas. Well, so, well, Texas Cybertruck. Really, Texas is really, uh, I don't know, it's favorable to businesses. Yeah, they uh, could chuck it up easily. It's also the Quickly. Saudi Arabia of solar. Yep. Um, and wind. Yeah. Wind and wind. Wind. And solar. I know, but like it's yeah. it's solar on a uh, solar well, on the roof of a gigafactory, you know? Like they you could, could pump yeah. out uh cyber trucks there. You could that pump would be out like the primary market. And then I mean, you're like Cybertruck was built in Texas. Depends what plateau you throw that gigafactory on, but and you, you can, can send stuff well. down to South America. Yeah, the, based on the location, you have yeah. a port in Houston. And yeah. you're centrally located for the United States. So, yeah, yeah. I, I think it makes a lot of sense. I also think that the first Hyperloop should go in Texas. Just connect the Texas Triangle. It's like mm. the most obvious thing ever. If you've ever driven between Houston and Dallas or Dallas and Austin or down to San Antonio back to Houston, it's vast nothingness in between those cities. So that'd be easy. How does Bloodborne stack up against, say, Oregon Trail? And is Bomberman just Loadrunner from a different point of view? Find out on Hardcore Gaming 101's Top Games, where we objectively, definitively, and scientifically rank the games you nominate for our ever-growing list. HG 101's Top Games, twice a week, every week, right here on Greenlit. Uh, do I have any other Elon tweets? I, oh yeah, here's the, uh, we got one transition over to, uh, we'll transition to Tesla News here. Um, he did tweet this on Valentine's Day, late at night. Uh, so this was a good late night tweet, Tony. Tesla Model S estimated really EPA range is now above 390 miles. He kind of said this on the conference call, where he's like, "We haven't rated, we haven't got these things re-rated." Yeah. Uh oh, man, these trends are not. Yeah, not good. <laughs> I would not click on this. How to find how I find the G spot? Uh, 
so yeah, I, it's pretty awesome that existing cars keep going up in range, and the new cars uh, that are shipping have better range than the people who are buying them even realize. Yeah, the X got a big boost in range too. Oh yeah, isn't there that uh, it's like three hundred fifty something, three fifty one, maybe I forget, three fifty three, but it's good. Yeah, it's great. And then there's that. Uh, <laughs> I, I I think we left it out. Um, I didn't I didn't pull it up, Adam. But MKBHD interviewed Bill Gates. Oh uh, yeah, I watched that interview. And he has. I didn't want to watch it. I was gonna say, okay, boomer. He has a take hand, and he yeah. has range anxiety. He, yeah, he keeps talking about range anxiety. Pretty funny. It's um, like you bought the wrong car, dude. So it's like a hundred. $150,000, is that right? For a take care? That's without any options. I and mean, that's 200 miles? 201, 201 mile and then if you get the other one, it's 193. And now an $80,000 Model S gets twice the range, basically? Yeah. Yeah, half the price, twice the range, basically. He, oh, he said a, a couple nice things about Tesla, but... Man, that's he, a Tesla killer. If I he was just clearly one. missing the point, yeah. Well... Yeah, I don't know. It's just funny. Like, I, I, like I said on Twitter, he used to use a Zoom. Yeah. He doesn't know anything about consumer <clears throat> products. He has yeah, no exactly. taste. He has no taste <laughs> Yeah, whatsoever. he has no taste with consumer products. And right. the only thing he's ever done is steal other people's ideas. He's like, I do everything on a Surface tablet. Well, okay, cool. Awesome. <laughs> you, you remember how long <laughs> they openly developed the tablet PC? <laughs> Do you remember that? Yeah. Like yes. it was like ten <laughs> years of them failing repeatedly at tablet design. And then Steve Jobs yeah. is like, "Here's what well, I'm working on." He also wrote "The Road Ahead" without discussing the internet. <laughs> this was in like 1995 or six. Yeah. When did "The Road Ahead" first come out? <laughs> That's so true. You I, did write "The Road Ahead," and it was all about the future, and it never discusses the internet. Yeah, and then he had to re-release the book. Yeah, and it had like a sticker on the cover that said "Now includes the internet." <laughs> it's so it's like it's like patch notes for a book. He missed the the boat on that one. So he missed he, the most transformational technology that was like rapidly growing at the time. Yeah, it was happening right. Yeah, now. while he was CEO, he was. St- he was still like, dude, right? It's not a lot of copies. Still, of it's still not as bad as Steve Ballmer saying that no one will buy an iPhone. <laughs> he, that is the That's worst true. moment in the no, history I know. of Microsoft. Even that's stupid because even uh, I remember the road ahead reading it when it came out, and he, Bill Gates, kept talking about like a wallet-sized computer that <laughs> yeah. would fit in people's pockets, which yeah. is. The iPhone the Balmer said no one would buy. Yeah. That's hysterical. <laughs> yeah, he talked about video calling too a lot, which is yeah, FaceTime. Yeah. Um yeah. he taught I, I, I also read that book and it's Well, there were video conferencing systems before FaceTime, quite a few. Yeah, but he was talking about portable phones being able yeah, to yeah. do that. Uh which is what FaceTime is. Skype. Um yeah, you should. Well, you yeah. should watch that interview, though, Adam. You should watch it. Skype. I, I didn't want to because when I was like, wait, he just, I know he he used to like Porsches because he, he had a nine fifty nine or something. Mm-hmm. 
But he, um, uh, but yeah, I'm he, pissed. He, he, his, how does he have so many billions of dollars and doesn't have a Tesla? And he supposedly cares about the environment. Well, that's what's funny. Like, about and then he gets on that video and he's like, "I got range anxiety." Well, you've also he's got driving like, gas MKBHD. cars. Guys. Does he even drive? It, that's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, "Yeah, he's talking about." Well, he's talking about. The rest of the human race, not Bill Gates, has range anxiety. It's kind of how he referenced mm. it in the interview. And MKBHD is like such a, he's such a supercar fanboy. He's like, oh, yeah, let's talk about the Taycan. Like, mm. I thought you liked Teslas. You should have brought, you should have brought up Tesla. Because here, yeah. here's how you frame it in this interview. You should have said something like, Bill, like, let's say there was this, this vaccine that was only 50% as effective. Is that the one that you would go buy? No, 50% is effective. Twice as expensive. <laughs> it costs twice as much, but it does half as much. Would you get that one? <laughs> is that the one you'd want, Bill? Like, come well, on, if it's in brown, it is it in brown? Can I get it in brown like my Zune? <laughs> uh, remember the, you remember the Zune launch colors? Yeah. That's all. That's all I have to say about this. Now, I, I like MKBHD quite a bit. No, I like him, too. say nice things about But he's not the best interviewer. That's not his forte, I don't think. Like he's, uh, he's better at unboxing and reviewing stuff, in my opinion. Like, if he's... Yeah, his reviews are I, good. And I do prefer his Apple content over most other people's. I think, like, yeah. he is an Apple user. And it's very apparent. Uh, but not also trying to put Bill at ease and get you know good content out of him. So I guess no, it's cool. We could interview Bill Gates or whatever. Yeah, it's great. It's awesome. Yes. We're not interviewing Bill Gates. So. Yeah, I'm working on it. <laughs> I actually Bill want to Gates is kind I, of an interesting character, though. If I could pick any tech he... visionary, like right now, I want I would love to interview Steve Wozniak uh, more than basically anyone else in tech right now because he has an opinion on everything yeah he does you know like he he has an opinion on how apple's operating how tesla's operating uh the data privacy practices of all these different companies yeah like yeah. i think that would be more interesting than interviewing bill gates because bill gates just wants to talk about his foundation which is cool but i i want to yeah. talk to someone about tech and like how to make things better uh, you know, speaking of tech visionaries or whatever, I, I was at Dice uh, this week. The it's like an award show uh, for video games, and Tim Sweeney gave a keynote where he laid out a laundry list of problems with the tech and video game industries. Uh, he described something called the cons- the customer or sorry, like the customer adversarial approach, where companies are viewing their user bases as an asset and almost militarizing it against each other and like creating these walled gardens. Mm-hmm. The idea was he was talking about cross-platform play, which you know Fortnite can do, Rocket League can do. Those are two epic game properties. The problem with both of them is that you don't have a a unified friend list. But he was suggesting like having a kind of revolution similar to what email was at the time where the at symbol at whatever domain allowed you to communicate across different platforms, right? He says that video gaming needs that to occur so that you could, that you don't have to build a cross-platform friends list for every game, that there would be a cross-platform communication network. 
So I thought that was a really interesting concept. He got in trouble by a lot of the uh, games press for talking about politics, Tony, which I thought was interesting. He yeah. said that companies, which is, I kind of want to hear your takes. Companies should stay out of politics. People, individuals within companies should be allowed to say whatever they want. But he said the companies themselves, when it comes to brand messaging, says it doesn't make a lot of sense to be political. So I'm kind of curious what you thought of that. And he used the argument of, I think what really pissed off games journalists is that he used the argument of Chick-fil-A as being dumb. Uh, And I was like, yeah, you're going to get in trouble for that, Tim. But his point, I think, was fine that, like, I don't really care if, like, KFC takes a stand on anything. You know what I mean? Uh, But I think it got misconstrued to say that companies shouldn't be political at all. He was just like, he doesn't think it, it, I think it makes more sense coming from an individual. Yeah, it certainly doesn't help companies to be political, I don't think. But most of the time, it, that's probably going to change a lot in the next two years. But mm-hmm. right now, I don't, I don't think it matters that much. I, it really bothers me that most people that have Twitter accounts in their profile say, oh, all thoughts are my own, not my employer, blah, blah, blah. It's like... Mm-hmm. You don't have to say that anymore. I don't think anyone's going to misconstrue what you say as whatever corporation you work for's opinion on something. Well, have you seen my Twitter bio? <laughs> yes, I have seen yours. I produce <laughs> media content people. and say yeah. offensive things on behalf of Army of Techno and its subsidiaries. <laughs> I love Cleveland and my reality distortion field. Yep. CEO of Shack News. That's the last thing I mentioned. But yeah, um, I say quite the opposite. <laughs> yes. and yeah retweets are not endorsements yeah no shit we know it's like you don't have I know to. everybody everybody has it in their profile it's like almost universal to have that they don't want to get fired man then. they don't want to they want people to doubt their vibe uh so yeah well, let's go over to tesla news how many right. people doubt their vibes on twitter i don't think it's that many at this point no, people are feeling their vibes uh so James Stevenson, who is just, a, I believe, a Tesla bull. I, I don't think he's like a, I don't think he has like an analyst house or anything that he works at. He, uh, he shared, this was a projection he had from last year, I believe. It was, uh, I think it was November. Yeah. And he's just looking at Q1 2020 and also extrapolating out uh, yeah, here he goes. He's projecting like a loss from operations of like $10 million or something. So it's not like a massive loss is about to occur, but yeah, you know, we're starting to see now that like, yes, Tesla's still growing rapidly, but we're able to see now seasonality in, in how their revenue flow is. Q1's weak. It's the weakest quarter of the year for them. It just is. Uh, so there's a chance that they will not make money uh, in this upcoming quarter. But he did say that uh, he expects a profit in Q2 after, and then more profitable quarters after Gigafactory 3 and Model Y have ran. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so this is that. There's that point, um, I think, in every Tesla product ramp, right, where... They go from 50 a day to 1,000 a day, right? And it costs money to get there. 
and they're not yeah. making money while they're spending that R&D cash. So I do think that Q1, it would make sense for them to lose money. I just, I, I don't think it matters. <laughs> like I, I really don't think. Well, now, uh, especially that they raised capital. No, even before that. Yeah, it didn't matter. They had a lot of cash, and they don't have like yeah. debt that's coming due like last year. You know, it's 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 a, well, a lot different... of it's now going to be converted to shares, right? Because the stock's so high. Yes, so it's like there is a uh, they don't have the debt overhang that they did a year ago, so their their viability as a company is not in question. I just I think that like looking at Tesla from a PE perspective is like looking at Amazon twenty years ago from a PE perspective. And yeah, it was expensive 20 years ago, right? Uh, on a PE basis. But you look at what happened on the revenue side from the year 2000 to the year 2020 for Amazon. That's the story. Yeah. That was the story that people missed when they looked at it from a price to earnings basis. So that's the same thing going on here. I don't know a company on earth that's growing revenues as fast as Tesla. Granted, last year was a tough year for them to grow because they were still ramping things and they were coming yeah. up against the first real quarter over uh, the first yearly comparison with the Model 3 because the, the Model 3 ramp yeah. had pretty much been completed by Q4 of 2018. There was high-end models and stuff. Exactly. So there was higher margin product was going out the door in Q4 2018 compared to Q4 2019 which is yeah. why you didn't see that huge revenue bump. But it's units. And now that like Model Y is coming online, yeah, this is there's going to be in the back half of this year, I think a lot of revenue growth for Tesla. Uh, so I uh, Adam was asking me and I, people ask me a lot cuz we I I tend to have targets on my investments. Um we're currently above where I thought Tesla could go in my wild bull case uh, that Adam and I actually created together in 2012. We were like, here's like, if Tesla, I remember, I remember vividly, like if Tesla could only sell 20,000 cars, right? That's all they needed was yeah. to sell 20,000 cars <laughs> to achieve viability in 2013. And then they did or 2014. Mm -hmm. um, that was 20,000 roadsters or model S's S's. Yeah, uh, yeah. We were like, if they could get to the twenty thousand Model S, that the stock could go. We were like, okay, it could go to like seventy to two hundred. Mm. But then we were like, well, what happens five, ten years from now? Mm. And we're just like, we started just coming up with assumptions for cars and average selling prices of cars, mm. right? And I think one of the numbers we threw out was half a million. We started doing the math. We looked at the price of sales. And we were like, okay, let's discount this. We're like. 500 to 700 a share was our wild bull target. Because remember, we were talking about a company that might sell 20,000 cars in 2012. And we were right. like, okay, maybe they could sell half a million cars mm. in 10, mm. five to 10 years. Mm. And we were like, admittedly, that's very bullish. But yeah, our target was between 500 and 700 for that. Yeah. And the stock currently sits at 800. Uh, so a lot of analysts right now are rushing to come out with new numbers. A, I don't work on Wall Street. I don't have anyone over my head telling me I have to do this. I'm still in the stock. 
I own the stock and I'm up a ton, right? So I myself want to know where do I think it's going? I think it's going higher, uh, but I'm, I'm waiting until battery day to provide a new target. Because I think that will explain the revenue trajectory for this company uh, better than any information we've received so far. Because I don't, I don't think I could reliably come up with any kind of projections. Uh, I could, I could come up with them based on the current capacity that they have, right? Yeah. But we don't know when Giga Three is going to go online. We don't know when Giga Two is going to be fully functional. It seems like by the middle half of this year. Uh, we know that their run rate is going to be half a million by the end of the year. Yeah. But we don't know what their 2021 run rate is yet. We don't know what their 2022 run rate is going to be. And I think a lot of that has to do with battery. So I'm not going to come up with a target until battery day. So that's going to be like two months from now. Uh, so, but I'm not selling before that either. Like I, I, I'm going to just hold on to the stock and then come up with a target. I think that people who are quick to say that Tesla is overvalued, they're underestimating the first mover advantage of this company now. Uh, and it's, I believe we said and it was... Elon pushing him to grow as quickly as possible. Oh, and then also, like, let's talk about it. Uh, there's an Elon Musk premium. He's yeah. the smartest CEO. Yeah. Like he Long, should deserve a premium. Longest, longest tenured auto exec, most <laughs> so many, so many accolades. Space company, brain company. But I have experience owning companies based on a visionary CEO, and they get to trade at premiums because people yeah. love them. You know, but, and like you're saying, like we don't know what's going to happen. But don't you feel like I think overcoming the gaff at the Cybertruck event, like. If at battery day, the same thing happens and they show off a new battery and like catches on fire on stage. Cause that was the equivalent of throwing the ball bearings at the window. Sure. It didn't matter. Like people like realized, Oh, this is a legit thing. This, the idea of this is so much smarter than the execution of showing it off on stage. Mm -hmm. Like, Oh, it's not like, to me. It's not, Oh, look at this new battery. It's how do you get to the point where you can make, I don't know, a million cars a year. Yeah, where you can take up more you than deliver... percent of two percent of the world's cars. Yeah, like when when do you get to two? Can you million? fulfill the need? Yeah, the demand so, is so high. That's the problem. Is that the idea that there's no demand is wrong? Demand for Cybertruck is through the roof. Um, how do we get to the point where you can even build semis? You know, they don't. They they're not even. They're not going to ramp semi this year because they don't have enough battery packs. So I, I just think that knowing what the plan is for ramping battery capacity is the most important function to me. It's going to be the number one cash outlay for the company. Yeah. Like, and that's going to affect profitability. It's going to affect cash flow. It's going to affect everything because it affects having more batteries leads to more cars that you can get out the door. So that's going to help revenue. So it's like, I think it's, I think it's dubious to provide a target right now based on the information we have. I really do. We don't have enough information to sit there and be like, oh yeah, you know, Tesla's going to X. Now, technically, just looking at the chart, sure, you can you can pontificate on where it could go. Because uh, this short squeeze is still going on. It's delightful. It's just <laughs> delightful. 
<laughs> Every day at 3 p.m., Tony. Have you seen it? I, I have. It's hilarious. I've been, I've been it doesn't matter if the stock sign RONG to quite a few people. It doesn't even it doesn't even matter if the stock's up or down on the day. 3 p.m. rolls around and someone on Wall Street's like, time to blow out some shorts. <laughs> and every day. I, I really think that the brokers also like imagine if you're on Wall Street and you hate David Einhorn. What's the best way to ruin his day? Is to just drive up the share price of Tesla. <laughs> So, like, anyone who got wronged by David Einhorn, I think it's a really good way to have your revenge on him. And you know Wall Street people are that petty. You know. Like, hedge funds are that petty. It's also like, oh, there's like a wounded duck on the side of the road. Like, these Wall Street guys are like, yeah. Stomp on it. I'm going to stomp on it. Uh, (laughs) That's how they operate. They're they're ruthless. Uh, So, yeah, Yeah. it's, it's uh, it's been really fun to watch this short squeeze. Wow. Who could have seen this coming? Definitely not our podcast. Definitely not. <laughs> I'm noticing that you switched to Duncan. From yeah, Starbucks. remember what happened? Because of that tea? Is it still wild? Yes. It bur- Here's the thing. So I was in Vegas. The only option I had was Starbucks, so I went there. But on the way here, oh, yeah. I'm Duncan, also $2.29 versus $2.65. Yeah. And the tea bags were intact. <laughs> so take that, Starbucks. <laughs> Ass billionaire CEO trying to run for president. How many billionaires can run for president? A lot. We've learned that a lot can. Garbage. They're all garbage. Sorry. I. How many Bloomberg ads do you see in a day, Tony? I. I don't see any other ads. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I was how watching. Not uh, really the question. I don't, I was, I don't see the ads for anything else. So I was watching. I use is, YouTube, so I don't. So this was. I was watching XFL. Right. Because I, I, you know, it's football, Saturday, whatever. I saw three Bloomberg ads in a row. Three. That was the entire ad break was just Bloomberg. Dude, I'm trying to get through one video, one 18-minute video on YouTube, and I got to watch a dozen. Mm-hmm. It's outrageous. I've never seen a Bloomberg ad. Why? Well, well, you're not the target, obviously. When I was in uh, Nevada, I saw a Tom Steyer ad, and I was like, What? They say with age comes wisdom. Well, over here at the Cartridge family, we only have one question. Who are they? Join three imperfect dads as they juggle kids, wives, and jobs while indulging in their favorite hobby, playing video games. The Cartridge Family, a Greenlit Network podcast. <laughs> I was like, why? Like, don't you guys do any analytics? Like, haven't you seen how many Bernie Sanders tweets I've sent out or how many Bernie Sanders videos I like? I, I actually paid for YouTube Premium, Tony, for that reason. I just don't really? want to see. I don't what does it cost? I don't even know what it costs. Oh, it's too much. Uh, what bucks a month? YouTube premium. This is how bad I am, man. Nine ninety nine a month? Four bucks a month? What is this, it? This is why he's drinking Duncan because he pays for YouTube 12, premium. Twelve. Twelve bucks. Yeah, I guessed it right. Okay. <laughs> it's twelve a month, but honestly, to not see Michael Bloomberg every few minutes, it's worth yeah, it's it. probably worth it um and you know the content creators still get money yeah you yeah. know so it's i i actually prefer it and i i can tell you since i switched to youtube premium i watch like i don't know 100 percent more youtube uh it's my most used app outside of twitter um it seems very expensive it is they don't even make content it's not like netflix that's spending billions on 
television shows. It's extremely expensive, but if I buying don't, IP, if I don't not, have not to watch Michael Bloomberg, licenses, it's worth it to not have to listen to Michael Bloomberg's bullshit, man. I just can't. And his ads are awful, <laughs> and his memes are even worse. Like, what kind of douche pays people to make memes? I Donald Trump. <laughs> it's just like they're so awful. <sighs> um, like this is this is how I know we're screwed. Russian billionaires campaigns. Billionaires paying trolls to create memes to become more relevant in a political election. That's how I know this country is doomed. But anyway, um, I digress. Uh, we have more Tesla news. Do we? Yes. So this was, I, Tony. Do you want to comment on if this was fun yeah, or not? Yeah, sure. Somebody. So I, for some reason, when this broke, I happen to be on. That we have to say what it is because people don't always watch. Oh yeah, on either. the people listening, Tesla remotely disables autopilot on used Model S after it was sold. This is a report from The Verge and also Jalopnik. I, I think Jalopnik actually broke. Yeah, the they story. broke the story and then they updated it. And then they updated it because it was wrong, I believe. <laughs> I, I, I think it was. Because Jalopnik clearly is motivated by their current yeah, here's ad it. revenue, which comes exclusively from fossil fuel industry and <laughs> traditional ice makers. Well, here you go. Here's the update. Friday, February 7th, the dealership United Trailers reached out to me to add some details and more information about the sale of Tesla and what they knew of its features at the time of sale. Uh, I saw the Tesla story blowing up on your website and a few others as well. We are the dealership United Trailers that sold uh, the Tesla to Alec. I bought that vehicle personally and used the full self-drive on it multiple times. It was working fine. One day, a random message popped up saying your autopilot has been upgraded after a software update. Then it disappeared. I figured it was a glitch. I already had an agreement with Alec to purchase the vehicle. He did come and test drive it a few days later. We both agreed that it was a technical difficulty or a bug that would be fixed by the next software update. Since then, Tesla has been of no assistance to him, and I've been doing my best to get him some help. I sell dozens of Teslas a year and sold my father-in-law a Model X P90B with a ludicrous speed package. 60 days after the purchase of the car, Tesla removed his ludicrous speed package. Upon complaints to them, he said he, they said he never paid for it. We have video evidence and multiple pictures of the vehicle with it. Uh, they've even removed the line under the P90D. I'm still shocked by these acts. So that's the statement from the dealer. Uh, I don't know. This is just messy. Hey, I think the guy ended up getting it back. He got it back. But uh, I think... I, I didn't read the story because I don't really care. But I think um, what happened is he bought it from like a, a dealership, and the the stuff wasn't supposed to be on the car. I think it was like or, not the sale. I don't. He said he wanted a particular car, but wanted to save money by having FSD deleted. Yeah. Uh, if it's added and it's a used car, they'll simply, they just simply will not remove it. Yeah. So the, so this does happen. I've also read of the opposite of this happening where people buy cars and they end up with more features than they paid for. Yeah. Remember when there was that in between of, do you have FSD versus autopilot versus enhanced autopilot versus there were, they kind yeah. of 
split out. So and a lot of people ended up with extra features that they didn't pay for. Mm-hmm. So I've heard this happening both ways. And I think that Tesla always reserves the right to remove features from the cars. Yes. If they feel that something's going on. Mm-hmm. This is much the same as when you buy a salvage one, it is no longer on the supercharger network because they don't want to risk having cars that have been monkeyed with or modified catch fire and then bring a bunch of bad mm-hmm. press because it's going to cost them way more than it would be to just remove the features from salvage mm-hmm. titles yep. and other stuff going on in the used sales market. So but I think this is the challenge with cars that have DLC. Yeah, it's like it's well, like now if, that yeah, you know, it's like if I bought gears on my Xbox Live, right? Or I had bought the disc, but I bought the DLC on yeah. my Xbox Live account, and then I gave you the disc, you're not going to have the DLC. The, well, the private <laughs> private sales, you get to retain the stuff so far. Yeah, because and I think not... usually in third party dealer sales, you would too. If you sell your car to Tesla, they might remove the functionality. Hmm. But that doesn't really affect you anymore. I don't have I don't have this problem. I don't sell my car to yeah. Tesla. I just keep them. <laughs> yeah, I can so as a right to repair person proponent, I do I don't like that the feature had been paid for and the features get removed. Mm-hmm. On the flip side, features get added that people didn't pay for. I it's it it's totally it. Tesla's decision to, to do this or not do it. Yeah. To manufacture the vehicle. Um, I think that no matter what problem, if you have a problem, you, you tweet about it and you make a stink and then it gets fixed. <laughs> it's like, it seems to be. Well, one problem was people didn't know what cars they were buying. If you were not buying it from Tesla, but now they added in the firmware where it at least tells you the they did, and they've made the, the used car. buying experience more detailed. But that's if you're getting it from Tesla. Like, this is a private party selling it to another. No, party. but like on the firmware, you it's see, in the, it's in the the UI now. Yeah, it says what hard hardware like like, you have. It's like a it's like a yeah, yeah, car system. or something. It's like I get what you're saying. I'm saying when a private party is listing it for another private party. Oh yeah, no, it's like, just not. There's no standards on what you list. Like if you go look at car mm-hmm. listings, you never know if you're going to get. Oh, that's accurate. Yeah. Now that's just a problem with all used car sales. Yeah, exactly. It's it's not why used car salesmen have a bad reputation. Exactly. Uh, And this guy's saying, like, oh, this one I didn't actually sell it from the dealer. I I actually sold it directly to this customer. It's like, well, which which part of your story is true then? I just don't really let's talk about the yin to the yang of that story. Tesla unlocks rear heated seats for Model 3 SR and SR plus as a paid over the air upgrade. So you got DLC for your model three. Yeah, this I thought this was kind of cool. That you pay your three hundred bucks. Yeah, I think it's kind of cool. So your because car does your car have heated seats, Tony, in the back? Of course, Tony's does. Yeah, and yeah. also has premium audio. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I think they should just. I mean, they had been including the heaters and just disabling them in firmware. So why wouldn't you offer this? And three hundred bucks seems kind of reasonable. Three hundred bucks is only... insanely reasonable when you look at the yeah. cost of that across other car manufacturers. Oh yeah, like, or like the cost of upgrading to the next uh, the, the all-wheel drive, yeah, or to, to put it after, rear... or to put three right. back aftermarket heated seats in your car. Like three hundred dollars is outrageously cheap. Yeah, no, that's yeah. great. It's just interesting to think about the cars driving around with that feature in them, but not enabled. 
it's pretty. Well, I don't know. How I kind of like it if it means Tesla can make more cars more quickly. Mm. And maybe they can they'll figure out what percentage of people are willing to upgrade after the fact, and then maybe they can lower the cost of the other models or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. So, yeah. Like, uh, that's they, true. They as a shareholder, removing... I really like it as an, a car owner and a person that tries to convince people to buy Teslas all the time. I'm like, and you well, know, on the thing that it's going to have a feature that you have to pay extra for if you want it, but the standard range. Well, it's better than not having any option. Oh, I was uh, I was browsing my. Uh, That's true. I was browsing. This is another tangent. I was browsing my IRA, uh, where I own seventy five shares of Tesla, mm. at uh, twenty six dollars. Mm-hmm. And uh, you're probably laughing. I'm up 2,900% on them. It's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Which is better than the performance I had in Apple over the same time period. So that's interesting. Um, but yeah, it's... It's exciting. It's one of my largest holdings now. Um, yeah, I hadn't... You know, because we're in our... We're still in our 30s, barely. Yeah, we're in our 30s, everybody. Yeah, for a whole year uh, or less. Me a year, you guys less. Um, How dare you? But yeah, I, I we're not going to touch our retirement accounts anytime soon. But I don't know. I was just happy to see that. I was like, wow, that's uh, that speaks to investing in good brands and just doing your homework on them and and sticking with your thesis. Uh, but yeah, that was it was exciting to see that. I hope that some of our old clients are still in it. Uh, here we go. We got Gigafactory 3 in Shanghai resumes normal operation. This is as of today. And shout out to Tasmanian. Uh, Tasmanian, they redesigned their website. Looks really good. Does look good. I like Vincent. Vincent's doing good stuff over there. And they're, you know, they are quick. They get their stories out the door. Uh, so shout out to them. It seems like definitely, um, they're FUD busters and they're definitely enthusiasts. But yeah, if you haven't, check out Tasmanian and give Vince a follow. His at is pretty terrible. It's at Vince 13031925. Vincent, really? I'm sure it means something. Something I'm sure it means. He posts a lot of uh, China news. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this is good news. Uh, this was. This was one of the reasons the stock didn't go up in a straight line last week. <laughs> Uh, after its massive run, I think the um, stores are still closed. Yeah, that's until the nineteenth, maybe. That's fine. Yeah, but I read an article that while well, I was talking to you about it, Asif, what more than half of China's population is under some form of quarantine. Yeah, it's pretty scary. <sighs> what are you gonna do? <laughs> what are you gonna do? Oh, I know what you did. You lie about it. Mm-hmm. That's what's best for everyone. That's unlike the Chinese government. You lie about it. <laughs> Chinese government would never lie. How dare you, sir? You've besmirched the honor of the Chinese communist government. Okay. A government would also never manufacture memes as propaganda. Or round up Muslims, separate the men from women, rape the women, and try to reprogram the men. But yeah, let's not talk about the Uyghurs. I bet you know you know who's probably safe from the coronavirus? The Uyghurs that are in concentration camps because they're like so far out to the west and 
not allowed to see their families or anything. What a silver lining. I know. That's, that's the good news. Good news for you, Chinese Muslims. You're probably too far away and too sequestered to get the coronavirus. That's pretty dark. Sorry. Um, <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> folks. The, it's the facts. Like the kids in cells in the border. Yeah. <laughs> God, how is that even... <sighs> Still a thing. On that topic, Bernie Sanders took the lead in Texas, by the way. He did. I saw that. And also, hey, it's time for Elizabeth Warren to drop out of the race. I'm just to you, to Bay, Calling out it. there. Calling it. It's time. Drop out and endorse Bernie. Enough. I'm nervous she won't endorse Bernie. Yeah. But she better do it. Back on topic. Sorry. I'm just interjecting some pl- politics here every once in a while. I go uh, to you. It's, that's understandable. Uh, Tesla passes Apple as number one holding on SoFi as young investors rush into the surging stock. SoFi is a stock and ETF investing platform, and it says they're mostly used by millennials aged 25 to 40. I uh, thought millennials used Robinhood and Webull, but... Apparently SoFi is also another one. Yes. I guess if CNBC says it, it must be true. Hey, you know what? <laughs> This is just a story, Tony. I don't know what you want from me. Uh, I just my point is that Tesla is the new Apple. That was really what I was getting at. Yeah, you kind of mentioned that before about the. I don't know, like eight years ago. Yeah. Yeah, or at least stock price changes. So what are you gonna do? Yeah. Okay, let's talk about this. This was probably the biggest news of the week. Tesla prices its secondary offering at seven sixty-seven a share to raise two billion dollars. After saying. Two weeks ago, they didn't need to raise money. Thoughts? You know, things, life comes at you fast, to quote insurance commercials. Sometimes you change change your strategy after you say some words. Elon (laughs) bought $10 million worth of it, and Larry's going to buy, Larry Ellison, CEO of Oracle, or founder of Oracle, is going to buy $1 million, which is like nothing. That dude's a gajillionaire. Yeah, it's nothing to him. He it's buys islands. I like that they're just they're just like highlighting that the board. He he's like Bloomberg rich. Yeah, um, two point six million shares, two billion dollars, four point six discount to the close, and then the stock closed up on the day. Um, lead underwriters are going to be Goldman Sachs and Morgan Stanley. They have the uh, they have the option to buy shares in the offering, uh, so that they could then squeeze shorts with those shares. <laughs> <laughs> I have. I uh, bet they end up selling all those. That was ridiculous. Said that they plan to further the pro. They're going to use the proceeds to further strengthen its balance sheet as well as for general corporate purposes. Um, I hope it's for another gigafactory, but I kind of wonder if it's for the coronavirus. Yeah, he said it doesn't. At the time, he said it doesn't make sense to raise money. This is on the conference call because we expect to generate cash despite this growth level. Um, at the time, the stock was at 600, 650 a share. Uh, what changed more than the, just the fundamental sentiment has changed. And honestly, the stock went from 650 to 980. Exactly. Uh, so I think he's just managing the stock. Um, new Tesla bull, Jim Cramer loved the decision. He was just over the moon about this. 
And he was acting pretty stoic in the interview, though. I don't know about over the moon. He was no, he was. I I, I don't know. I guess maybe in uh, I've seen Jim Cramer over the moon. This looks like I I, I should say I, I watched uh, I watched Mad Money where he talked about it. So he this is the interview he gave from the show floor right as the news broke. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. He talked about it later that day on Mad Money, and he said that what Elon's doing is managing the stock like a fund yep. manager would. And he's like, the stock is now worth X. I can raise money for Y. I should do this. It wasn't mm. at 650, it didn't make sense. But above 750, sure, maybe it does. And also, like you said, things have changed. The coronavirus effects are more known now than they were but this does lead me to believe that they're going to lose money in q1 and this was to take advantage of where the share price is right now yep um it was very smart yeah no i i don't doubt that i mean the stock was up more than the dilution when they announced it so wait it was up like you mean like every single time they've done a secondary ever That's actually true. That mu- you know that Tesla company is going to have a hard time raising money. <laughs> like, how wrong can you be, Tesla Q? Just how wrong? It's just like one more kick to the nuts for Tesla Q this week. I was like, oh, here's another two billion dollars. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to have a hard time raising money. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I. I'll tell you, as a shareholder, I don't. I, I've always felt conflicted about these secondaries because we are being diluted, but the viability of the company is not is is on firmer ground every time they do this, and it's just smart. The stock is up from one hundred seventy-five to eight hundred dollars. You know, why not raise capital here before Bernie Sanders gets elected and the stock market crashes? You know, it's, yeah. it makes sense. Um, not that Tesla would go down on that crash. It seems to really, there were days during this recent run where the market was down and Tesla was up. And it was this like combination of things going on. I think that let's say you're a, say you're Tesla Q, right? And you're long GM and you're long Ford and you're long US Steel or whatever. And you're short Tesla. And the Dow Jones is down 500 points. All of your longs are down. You have (laughs) less margin, right? And then Tesla goes up. So you have less margin. (laughs) So I think it was a function of margin and margin calls. And that just, it exacerbated that move. We should, we should, can we look at the stock chart? It's cool. Yeah, we definitely should. Let's look at the stock chart. I already opened it. I thought I opened it. What the hell? Uh, here we go. Yeah, we should look at the stock chart. And we should give prescriptive advice. I'm just kidding. We oh, look at the that. daily chart. That's the daily? This is the daily chart. Here's the daily. Mm-hmm. So you have a stock that, well, you know, we closed that, that week before our episode, right, at uh, 6.50 and 57 cents. And then Monday, what was it? What was the news? It was uh, Model Y was ahead of schedule. Like, all sorts of things were going great. All the upgrades came in from Wall Street. Everything's coming up Millhouse. 
and the stock goes up $126. Basically in a straight line, ripping off the face of all shorts. And then everyone's like, surely this has to be the time to sell. Nope. Next day, stock went to $968.99. And at that point, I was like, this is a little bit much. It's like a little... A little too fast, too furious. A little and too then it soon. was. Huh? And then it was. And the stock dropped. And this was the day that all the Tesla Q was like, finally, it is the day. The this Tesla is <laughs> going to go to zero. It's finally over. Uh, Eight, the, stock, zero, zero. <laughs> the stock has... Now, here's what's really going on. You know, you'll see... It, it's This is kind of difficult to look at, right? You have, you have an inside day followed by... A slightly up day, followed by an inside day, followed by a potential reversal, followed by an outside day, followed by an inside day. You know what this looks like to me? It's an inside week. That's a monster candle, right? You went from 673.52 to 968.99 cents. It's a massive range. Guess what? We traded inside of that range last week. They scared some. Sh- they scared some longs out, right? And then they scared some shorts out. And then they scared some longs out. And they scared some shorts out. Don't use stop orders. Whatever you do, do not use a stop loss order here. If you do, use a stop loss limit. But know that the brokers know your stop loss. And they're going to blow it out. (laughs) So if you really believe in this company and you're afraid, maybe buy some put options. You know, that's a good way to hedge your your position. Um, I have not done that, by the way. Uh, I did a couple weeks, I think it was like a week or two ago. It must have been two weeks ago. During this whole, this monstrosity of a candle. You know, around three o'clock, I bought some Tesla calls. I made a couple, I made like 10% in like five minutes and I got the hell out of Dodge. But there's there's a way to day trade this. Uh, But it's very, this is, there's a reason people were getting chopped up this week in the stock. Because that is trading inside of that range. Uh, you could look at the monthly, that monthly candle. It seems likely that we're going to have to trade inside month next month. I just, I doubt that we get continuation above 968.99 unless we get some sort of news. That's just my opinion. We'll see what happens, but you do have a setup for next week. And I wanted to highlight this. So a break below 735 a share would be a sell signal and a break above 819 and 99 cents would be a buy signal it's entirely possible that we trade inside range again you know there's not like there's going to be a whole lot of news around tesla uh, in the upcoming week but uh yeah if you if you've held on for any period of time congratulations so just look at this glorious <laughs> Uh, but yes, there have been periods of time. Yeah, you know, I, I love this. You know, people are like, Tesla's never gone parabolic before, right? You've heard this. Have you heard that? I have. What the hell do you call this? <laughs> what is this then? <laughs> oh, yeah. What was that? That was the Model 3, or sorry, the Model S ramp. Yeah. The stock went from 34 to. 97 in five months right so anyone who says if anyone tells you that the that tesla has never gone parabolic 
What's what's that next one though? Zoom in again. What year was that? It's twenty fourteen. Fourteen. Fifteen. Yeah, that's just increased. Uh, what what was that? Is that increased S sales? That was still S. That was still S. So yeah, they showed off. They showed off the X. I think they did but, show off the X. But yeah, this you know, was it took years to come out. This was. There's gonna be a sell off, right? Yeah. And then there's a rally. And there's a sell off. And then you had like three years of churn before a breakout you know and then look again three years of churn a sell-off mm. and then a breakout so it's mm. it wouldn't surprise me at some point and this is my biggest concern uh that because of the the battery ramp that the stock trades in a range for a year you know it, it, it wouldn't surprise me especially after this run uh, but I would remind you that you do have a yearly buy signal still on this stock, and we highlighted it last year. It's a reversal strategy buy signal to the upside, and it's valid for the rest of 2020 as long as the stock stays above 4.35 and 31 cents. So what you really want to do above there, yeah, right. But what you really want to do <laughs> is look for times where the stock is up on the year, it's up on the quarter, it's up on the month, it's up on the week. Or sorry, that's six days. It's up on the week, it's up on the day. It's not up on the day here. But what, what that's called is time frame continuity. When you find tom, time frame continuity in Tesla, where it's up on every single time frame at once, buy it, even if you just want to trade it. And there's still time period. There's still going to be times throughout this, uh, you know, whatever whatever period you want to call it, post spike, where time frame continuity will exist, and those are going to present really good trading opportunities. Uh, but yeah, it's important to pay attention to the macro trend, and the macro trend is still super effing bullish. <laughs> so that's the good news. The bad news. I want to talk about this. I know this is not necessarily. Tesla related, but it's stock market related. The volatility index is sitting at a pretty low level of 13.68. Considering everything that's going on right now, I think that's underpriced. I think risk is underpriced right now. I think that when you have Microsoft at all time highs, Apple at all time highs, you have the $4 trillion companies, uh, Amazon, Google, Microsoft, and Apple, yeah, Facebook at all-time highs. It's just time to be cautious. Um, and, it, you know, that means that, let's say you like Tesla, but you don't like the overall market. Maybe this is a good time to buy S&P puts if you think that the stock market might go down on the election news or if you think that the coronavirus fears are bigger than expected. Or maybe you just think flat out that the earnings aren't going to be as, as good, as, good of a, as expected for the overall market. There's a lot of reasons to be cautious right now. Uh, so while we are championing the the bull move in Tesla, it has sold off $160 from its all-time high. Um, and it's been kind of trading in a range. So we do have that. Uh, I'll just remind people one more time. But you do have a range to pay attention to next week. 735 on the downside, 819 and 99 cents on the upside. So those are going to be, that's your risk range. And it's entirely possible that we stay inside that range. So there's your stock analysis for the week. Any questions, comments? That was a nice stock analysis. Thank you. 
Yeah. Uh, it's bullish. Chart. It still looks great. The chart's intact. The trend's intact. Uh, you do have just... It's a very talked about stock now. Like, it's, yeah. it is... With ARK Invest saying this $4,000 low end and the $22,000 share high end, it's like hard to know what what's a good idea. So that was a good... Yeah, I you'll notice when I talk about the chart, I leave fundamentals out of it entirely. Yep. Uh, it's all about price action. It's about equilibrium breaks. It's about time frame continuity. And then there's also this concept called the the, the broadening formation. Basically that stocks trade in a series of trends or, you know, trend lines. Mm-hmm. I don't have any, because the trend in Tesla is so crazy right now, I don't really have any, but I can show you a, I'll show you my Apple. There was an Apple one and a Nintendo one. Here, I'll show you the Nintendo chart real quick. So this is basically the concept that there's, you basically take a downtrend, you connect all the, the lines, and that mm-hmm. it's not the concept is that there are not flat support lines. There are downtrends and there are uptrends, and there are a series of these that occur across time frames. And you can see that stocks are kind of they kind of gravitate towards these things. So in this case, the low end on Nintendo, I would say there's support around 36, and the high end on Nintendo, God, it could go to like a hundred something. Uh, so there is an uptrend in Nintendo. You can see it intact right here. So this would be the broadening formation. That's why it's called that. Uh, this strategy is called the strat. It was taught to me by Rob in the black over at T3 Live. I highly recommend following him. Uh, he's at Rob in the black on Twitter. Uh, yeah, and he's been been a great uh, teacher and friend of mine uh, for years now. And he taught me this strategy. I think that these... What I like about this is it's all founded in truth. It's if this happens, then this is happening. It's never pontificating on anything. It's not trying to predict anything. It's just showing you here's what could happen based on whatever data yeah. you input. Yeah. And I think when you look at moving averages and you hope you're beholden to, oh, the 200-day moving average, like it's just a number. Right. Um, and like I know, Tony, you had mentioned like 750 as support on Tesla. Um, I don't necessarily think that that is support. I think that that 735 level, though, that's a significant number. If it goes below that, you know, the equilibrium is broken. Um, and we haven't had an inside week in Tesla since December. <laughs> that's kind of awesome. That's crazy. We've had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven weeks in a row that the stock has gone up. Granted, wow. Tesla only went up three pennies last week. Yeah. But it still counts. 11 straight weeks. That's pretty it crazy. Seem, it doesn't seem like a fad. No. It's, it's great. It's this is Pokemon a, of... This, <laughs> sustainable transport. Not a fad. It's a secular growth company with a first mover advantage of epic proportions. And it's a revenue story. And a and, software company. Sure. I mean, it's a, it's a tech company. It's a tech company. I think it's a tech company that makes electric vehicles, does other stuff. But I'd say it's a diversified alternative energy tech company. It's probably the best way to describe well, it. We didn't talk about the new patent for the what, uh, energy. The grid? Yeah, for the grids. Um, 
You didn't give me the link. Oh, my Sorry, I forgot about it. That was news I forgot about. I knew there was something else. Would it be on electric they, or anything? Somebody discovered a patent that they've got on a grid power storage and control. Tesla grid patent. Um, Tesla stepped a clear from clear clean Technica. That sounds right. Tesla steps into the utility space with a new grid controller patent. A grid controller. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There you go. One ring to rule them all. all right. So they've already got the app, you know, that's integrating everything in one place. You just go to your Tesla app and you got your power wall and your mm-hmm. panel usage and your home usage and your car usage. It's just an extent an extension of that. That's cool. And there's hardware, but it's really software. That's what it's about. It's the software. So pretty cool. Kind of going back to the capital raise real quick. I remember the early days, I guess we can call it that now, of the Model S. The early days. Where, uh, Adam, we would frequently talk about, like, man, imagine, like, Tesla if they had, like, Apple's balance sheet. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> um, we've gotten to the point now where they can just go to the market and raise $2 billion. So yeah. I don't think that's the constraint anymore. It's about how they spend their money figuring out how to spell, spend their money intelligently. Uh, but yeah, that like those days They've been of, really good at that, especially in the last year. Yeah. Uh, especially in that last quarter, I think that, that it showed the year over year numbers, despite the lower margin vehicles being able to achieve profitability just through cost cutting. Um, yeah, that's, that's not something you can do every year though. So it, it's something that revenues have to grow for this company to justify its current value. Uh, yeah, but I mean, their ability to build new factories on the cheap seems proven. Yeah. It's proven in China. It's proven in Carson City. I would not say it's proven in Germany yet. Well, yeah, but the, I mean, the concept. The under a year to build a factory and have it producing is pretty. I'm just not sure they're going to be able to do that in Germany. Too much red tape, or really anywhere outside of China. <laughs> yeah, in under but, a year. But. Yeah, but the the product of the China factory could just be pooped out again in Germany. I mean, it'll it be slower, be. but I don't know. I just you're right. The process can be repeated, <laughs> but the yeah. bureaucracy and the red tape that occurs, or the works, you have to deal with the in Germany. Vessel. And then, yeah, the. I think if they do go to Texas, it would go up pretty fast. Texas does not have many uh, constraints when it comes to that stuff, but it is still the U.S. So there's like FDA or whatever, not FDA, but there's like EPA stuff. EPA, yeah. Well, one of I read an article. One of the heads of the EPA is like a guy who brought a snowball in to Congress to show that there's no global warming. The new one, yeah. So don't don't worry about the EPA too much. I wouldn't. <laughs> um, that's all we had on the docket. Oh, good! That's I can it. sleep. Episode eleven on the books. <laughs> Adam can go to bed. What the hell? Sara was Apple? sad she couldn't join us this week, but she'll be on next week. Okay. Um. Oof. Yeah. So that's the show. 
Um, oh, we had no takers on the contest last week. I was very unhappy that no one wanted to find the model of that camera for me, so I had to find it on my own. So no giveaway. Maybe your Ooh. questions are just too hard. No giveaway yeah, this Tony. week. Why don't you just like... God, there's like... There's a way to do this so easily that you just won't do. You go, hey, kids, reply to the chatty thread, and I'll randomly select someone when it expires. And they're like, okay, blah, blah, lol, lol, lol. And then you get comments. You hit the random select button. A shacker created an API for us to randomly select winners from chatty threads. I'm going to have to have you show me that. Ta-da. It's over. It's so easy. Yeah, I, I would like some props for being in the chatty Every day, yeah. You actually, you, you actually read my first post yesterday. You read my first post on Friday. I was so happy. And then you commented been, on my I've comment. Been commenting. I've been loling. I've yeah, been you're using the lol script. WTFing. Yeah. Been, wow. Uh, yeah, Tony. He messages me. He goes, "What is, what is inf and unf mean?" <laughs> Don't out me on the podcast. What and I was like, inf is informative. No, this is important for people who don't know the chatty. We have a tagging system that gamifies engagement. Uh, lol, inf, on, uh, what is it? Wow. And aw for mainly Lola pictures. Oh, yeah. Tag, WTF, wow, aw. Yeah, head on down to the lol page. All sorts of good stuff there. You can look at your own user stats. Let's see. Yeah, there's Let's a bunch. the last time Tony tagged me. I don't, I don't think you've tagged me very often. You're not very high up on my fan club list. I don't I don't ever uh-huh. tag you. I don't even know how to do that. Not I don't mean like at me or anything, but like here. We'll look at the lol page real quick. You're gonna have to teach me. See, my number one fan is Deject. He has lulled me oh. 1,474 times. He just sounds like a kiss ass to me. That's a... No, he just thinks I'm hilarious. Uh, times user has lulled. I've lulled 24,523 wow. times. That's outrageous. I have, my posts have been lulled 9,969 times. What are you going to do when you break 100,000 lulls? 100,000? 10,000 lulls. Mm-hmm. you got to have a party. you got to have a giveaway. <laughs> Uh, and then total number of lols is fifty one thousand seven hundred ninety two. I'm my big. I'm the biggest fan of Mad Dog Delphi ninety seven. I don't know if you've ever seen his threads. He posts uh, a gift thread on Friday. That's really funny. It's all the animated gifts. Anyway, check out the lol page uh, and shout all out. Right. To, shout out to Tom W for helping us. I like it. that. Yep. We gamified it. Oh, did you see Twitter stole our threading system? No. The way that Chatty threads uh, comments. Yeah, they stole it. In cold blood. I haven't noticed that. Yeah. They're a smart bunch over there. Constantly innovating. Figuring out how to run pre-roll ads for promoted posts still. Good work, Jack. And then Jack, oh yeah, didn't Jack ask Elon how to fix Twitter this week? Wasn't that another thing that happened? Again? Yeah. Okay, well, let's wrap up the show. Uh, go to shacknews.com. This article, or sorry, this podcast will go live at 5 p.m. if you're lucky on Monday. Um, yep. Be an article on Shack News. It'll be on our YouTube channel, uh, youtube.com slash Shack News Games. 
Uh, we'll post on social about it at Shack News on Twitter or Shack News on Facebook or Shack News on Byte. Tony's on Byte at Tesla Fudge. I'm on Byte at Army of Techno. Our Twitter handles, just to remind you folks, I'm at Techno Sucks. Tony and Sara are at Tesla Fudge on Instagram, on Byte, and on uh, Twitter. And then Adam, you're on Twitter at long underscore Elon. And uh, yeah, give the Valve Index a, a follow while you're at it. If you yeah, want to see... Follow Tesla Fudge because we're like 17 followers from 420. So. Oh. Ooh. Come on. 420 I have 247 followers, but I haven't been attempting to get followers in a while. It's just slowly ticking up. Mm-hmm. That's good. You need have my, have my shout outs been helping you guys? Yeah, for sure. Nice. Well, I plan on doing one today. I either yes. call it Signal Boost Saturday or Signal Boost Sunday. Do it. Uh, but I will Boost do one today. Again. I will send my clout your way. Um, but yeah, it's been it's been good. I think people like our show. They've been they've been watching it. This is episode eleven. Uh, it'll also be on uh, the podcast facilities: so Apple Podcasts, Google Play. Did you ever check the stats? Because we had an argument two weeks ago about if the all politi- all politics episode had more listens than episode ten. Or yeah, not. hold on, I can do that real quick. Uh, I gotta know. Inquiring minds. Two, five, okay, I'm so let's see. Come on, episode ten. So you want? We're comparing episode nine to episode ten, right? Yes. Episode nine had 138 views. Uh-huh. Episode 10, 86. Dang it. Bernie wins. Bernie did win. <laughs> Surprise. Uh, he actually won Iowa too. Uh, so yeah, go to berniesanders.com and join the movement. Don't what? vote for Elizabeth that's Warren. Not, that's, this is the Elon Don't podcast. vote for Elizabeth Don't Warren. Don't vote for Pete Buttigieg if, unless you like mayonnaise sandwiches. Um, <laughs> oh, wow. Sorry. Uh, Is that how you pronounce yeah. his name? I've never heard it. Yeah, Buttigieg. Um, That's the most Japanese thing I've ever heard. What? I, I Is that don't... how you say Buttigieg? I've never heard it before. I mean, I, I just read. I don't watch anything, so I don't know how it's no, pronounced. It's funny. Um, <laughs> but yeah. I liked your post no. the other day about it. Fine. I won't. I won't endorse. I won't. I won't endorse Bernie Sanders and his awesome Green New Deal on our alternative energy podcast. I'll. I'll go. I'll go stump for some jaboofer politician who's paid for by the by the fossil fuel industry and has the healthcare industry in their back pocket. That's who I want to vote for. Not anyone who. Not anyone who believes in Medicare for all, the Green New Deal, debt forgiveness for college students, and free education. None of that sounds good. Paying teachers sixty thousand a year. $15,000 $15,000 minimum wage. Oh, that's horrible. All of it's too I want, radical. I want more tax breaks for the rich. Yeah, let's get more tax breaks for the rich. Ugh. Okay. That's what I want. So there you go. Right at the that's end of the podcast. Headed. That's where you get. November 3rd, election day. Vote. Um, and yeah, we have analytics that prove that people don't care if we talk about politics on this. I think Dang. that people who care about alternative energy tend to be more politically motivated. I think you're right. Because... There is an overlap. There are people in this country who don't believe in climate change that run the country. That has to stop. So wake up, America. 
do not vote for these status quo jaboofers, or I will go door to door and punch you in the nuts on November. We just became the podcast that says "Wake Up America." That's that's fantastic. That's good. It's a quote from Dennis Kucinich. I don't know if you saw that speech. It was oh, here's a little army of techno it. history, Tony. Because Army of Techno just celebrated our uh, God 18th anniversary this weekend. Really? Wake up, America! You're legal. Yeah, Wake Up America. Yeah, you guys can all seduce Army of Techno now. Uh, Wake Up America was downloaded more than any other song because it was the only way in China for people to hear Dennis Kucinich's speech from the Democratic Convention. Wow. They weren't, they weren't blocked by the firewall? No, Army of Techno is not blocked by the firewall in China. So we were the only way to hear a political speech. And <laughs> the way that they did it, it's this Chinese website labeled us as Miley Cyrus. <laughs> I can't make this up. It was so Did you funny. have a Miley Cyrus post and that's why it happened? Or no. It? They called it Miley Cyrus Wake Up America, but it was Army of Techno Wake Up America and it was Dennis Kucinich. That's fantastic. Yeah. So there is a Chinese resistance out there. So when we talk negatively about China, we're talking about the government. There's people out there who are probably great people that are being oppressed. So that's not what we're talking about. Like, What's going on in Hong Kong? What's going on in Western China? Uh, but anyway, there's your Army of Techno News. Uh, shout out to them. That's it. That's Great. our show. Uh, it'll be up at Great. 5. That's it. Adam should go to bed. Never did our social media things. It's everything, right? It's everything. Okay. I'm going to stop recording if I can figure this out. See ya. Say bye. See ya. Bye, bye, y'all. Bye.